0: Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3equip.com. That's a 3 equipcom A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy. Get yours today at a3equip.com. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, in the podcast description or podcast notes in your podcast app, you can get access to all of our sponsors, all of the products that we talk about in the podcast, and contact information for Paul and Martin proceed with caution all doctors to the er
1: do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away
0: mental
1: get squared away
0: physical
1: the podcast that'll help you get squared away
0: Go. All right, episode nineteen. Holy shit! What's been up, man?
1: Oh, not a whole lot. i uh, been a pretty good week though for me. What about yourself?
0: Ah, uh, it's it's been an alright week. Just trying. I'm I'm going into a vacation week right now. So just when in my line of work, when uh, when you want some time off, you pretty much have to do everything that needs to be done the next week, the week before. So that anything actually gets done. So just taking a hot minute to get di- to get caught up with that um, and then trying to learn this whole uh, video editing process with with starting to record the podcast and video and going through and doing that with the Byron Rogers podcast, which t- has turned out pretty well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it, so, it should it should okay. be
1: fun. Is that why you doll yourself up today?
0: Yeah, no, I just got done mowing the lawn, so I figured I wouldn't come over here all sweaty and stinky. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, physically, what what have you been working on? What's what's your, your hot button right now?
1: Uh, physically, I've been doing some high-volume uh, work, which has really been good for the joints. I'm surprised how well my elbows are doing with the, the hundreds of reps. So literally, I'm hitting 100 reps of like different angles for different body parts. Oh. And uh, you know you kind of go into this zone, but it feels feels amazing. I mean, you get an awesome pump, and you're actually uh, building some good muscle from it. But you know, I'm itching to get back to a little bit heavy this week. So, so you know, it's funny. I
0: said we were going to take a shallow dive into five three one two podcasts ago, and then we yeah. never did.
1: <laughs> um
0: so I think with with the physical we'll, we'll we'll hit that right now. So for uh listeners out there that don't know what a 531 is, basically a 531 is a a rep set um for your workouts where you find a maximum lift. So let's use a bench press for an example. If 315 is your max, your one rep max, you would take on week 1, I believe the percentages are like 60% of that for a set of five, and then 70% of that for a set of five, 80% of that for a set of five. Okay, So that's your lift for that day. And then you can do ancillary work and extra stuff after that. You can do peck flies and all the other stuff that comes after that, but that's your main lift for that day is is the bench press. Um, and then the next week would be your three rep set week. So that is going to be 65, 75, 85%, I believe. No, that doesn't work out. So the first one's 65, 75, 85. The second one is 70%, 80%, 90%. That's what it is. So the second week you're at 70% of your one rep max, 80% of your one rep max and 90% of your one rep max for three reps. And then your third week is your heaviest week. So you're going to go, your first set is going to be 75% of your one rep max for five reps. And then your second set is going to be 85% of your one rep max for three reps. And then your last rep is going to be 95% of your one rep max for max effort. If you can do it more than once or one and a half, I mean clearly when you're at that heavy of a weight, you're gonna need a spotter. So you hit your one and then you go from there. And then week four, because it's a four week rotation, is your rest week, which is like 40%, 50%, 60%. And then you just add 10 pounds to upper body lifts, 20 pounds to lower body lifts, and start the rotation over again. So that's that's the the breakdown on a five three one um after saying I was gonna break it down Two weeks ago and not doing it. So that's the best way to that I've found to add strength. Um, And you got to add strength to add size.
1: So, yep. Yeah. That's what I hit this morning uh, for squats. I was doing the uh, five, three ones. Yeah. Bunch of fives, bunch of threes, and then hit your ones.
0: Yeah. My ones, uh, my ones have been, have been hard the last two rounds. I'm getting definitely up to the, the max of my body's current ability when when my one reps are like I've tried a few times on some of them and had to come back to them. That kind of sucks. But hit them. They're just tough. Um, So, yeah, that's that that my physical. um, After talking to Byron last week, it kind of reminded me how much I enjoy intermittent fasting. So um, I have been eating from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m., and that's my only eating window, Um, so an eight-hour eating window, which anyone that has gotten into a little bit of the science shows a lot of gains in the gym, a lot of gains for your aesthetic reasons a lot of gains in your cardio and just a lot of health benefits with giving your body the other 16 hours a day to kind of digest the food and break it down and then and then process all the other shit that's
1: going on in your body yeah well, that was a great uh great conversation last week i think um he's kind of helped me uh kick my ass this week um, thinking about a statement he said that his wife told him about his wife uh telling him that uh what would your young self say to your old self? Yeah, that was a good a one. So I thought of that as like, oh man, what would my uh, my twenty year old self tell myself right now? And boom, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get up, make sure I'm hitting those morning workouts, and get done. So and actually, you know, and and I know you're you're a little bit
0: you're a little bit older in the paint than I am, but. Um, <laughs> probably one or two days a week i get a half-ass workout in right and it's like it's all right but it's nothing it's nothing awesome and it is i leave there thinking oh that kind of fucking sucked so i've been making sure to kind of kick my own ass and finishing off with with the hard cardio that i that i hate but then also makes me feel so much fucking better
1: yeah oh it's awesome Yeah, I'm kind of doing the same thing where if I sucked it at the gym, I got no excuse. I got a garage that's a gym, so I just have to go out there and slam some out.
0: I don't know if anybody hasn't read David Goggins' book he's talking about when he was training. Um, I think it was when he was losing all the weight for his training to get into BUDS, but – He had a goal to do like 100 pull-ups or 200 pull-ups before he left the gym and he quit at like 96 or or 90, 90, something. He quit somewhere where it was really close to hitting his fucking goal and he quit and he was driving home and he thought to himself, you fucking pussy. And he made himself go back and start over and finish the entire pull-up workout again and just – Thoughts like that, thinking about stuff like that kind (laughs) of helps me kick my own ass when I think like, oh, that dude's a fucking animal. That's why he's an animal. He wasn't always an animal.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's here's a tangent. Uh, It's, you know, when I listen to Goggins, it should make, you know, it makes me think about, it. I have no excuse. You know, there's no excuse. If you know you need to be at a certain level, there's no excuse not to get there. Um, And here's an example, as I have. You know, I got pull-up bars, multiple pull-up bars in the garage. I have pull-up bar, those door pull-up bars <laughs> along the house. And there's no reason for me, I tell myself that every other day I can't be knocking off 100 pull-ups. You know, variations of widths, even the close grips on some of these, you know, fancy door, you know, pull-up bars. But yeah. you know what? You got to set yourself up to be successful. And if it means that, you know what, every doorway in your house, you slap a pull-up bar on there, you do it. And you, you get to that hundred, I mean, it's it changes the way your body looks, but more importantly, it changes the way you feel and mentally, you know, saying, hey, I'm I'm able to overcome this. Yeah. There's other things in my life that I can, you know, yeah. put forth that effort and do. So yeah, I challenge definitely, our guys to do it.
0: Definitely not I'm not a strong pull up. I've never built the I've never built the strength. That's what it comes down to is you know, I'll I'll sit and do pull-ups, but I'm doing, you know, a few sets of eight. I'm not doing 100 at a time and I have done 100 at a time yeah. one time and it was it damn near killed me
1: yeah.
0: because I'm because I haven't built that strength but that's me, you know, not putting in the inve- in, in the time and the yeah. effort.
1: And I'm not doing 100 in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, you're doing sets, but still. Uh, yeah. I mean, I will hit. I think uh, I'll hit 20 to 22 in the first one, and then I start dropping, then yeah. like 15, 12. 10 and i've been uh consistent i'll keep at that 10 all the way to 100 so
0: and, that, and that's good because like my first set is like 10
1: so yeah <laughs>
0: so you're, you're way ahead of me
1: so if there's a book you want to read uh, i think jesse jesse inser he's the guy that owns atlanta hawks he's okay. the guy who uh, uh literally when goggins was known as seal yeah anonymously he wrote the book uh living with a seal okay and uh that is in there where goggins challenges him to get a hundred uh um, reps of pull-ups in yeah. even if it just is one at a time yeah and that's where you got to start i mean you know i started at like one, i'd get down to one by the time i'd hit like 80 yeah and you're doing one at a time from 80 to 100 yeah but you know what you get better every single time you do it and
0: it's it's putting in the time and, and embracing
1: the, the the suck because it sucks yeah it does
0: like i it's awful yeah but that's what that's what you got to do to fucking get better yeah so uh, mentally. mentally what are you, what are you working on mentally
1: uh mentally i've actually uh this week has been really good because i've been getting back into and you know for me it's getting back into the bible and just doing some deep reading using a concordance to me it's like a, i eating a, eating a prime rib i mean there's just so much juice in that in that huge book that i can you know get a lot out of it and it's uh yeah, it's easy for me. It's like, extra, it's easy for me to say, uh, oh, I'm not going to read that, read something a little more entertaining. And uh, But to get back in that discipline, feels so much better for me. So,
0: But it is entertaining. It is. It's right? parts where it's entertaining. Yeah,
1: parts, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, mentally, I, my last week, week and a half has been basically doing research for this damn podcast because this is a, there's a lot when you start unwrapping stress which in a second we'll we'll yeah. deep di- start our deep dive but when you start unwrapping stress and you start unwrapping the science around stress and it dude there's a lot holy shit i've read a few books watched a ton of videos read some boring ass science like there it's it's pretty wild so we'll get into that in a second um emotional i personally have been working on Trying to manage expectations of people and not, not necessarily, not necessarily giving up holding people to a certain level, but allowing people to be human versus just expecting specific things out of people started working with a, with another guy who, who wanted to lose a bunch of weight and, um, started making his meals for him, got him on a meal plan, uh, sent him links to everything to buy for protein bars and shakes and supplements. And I'm mean, not really any supplements, but just some, some, um, some drinks that, that help him. Cause he, you know, right now is drinking soda and, and vodka, cranberry juice. So got him onto some Stevia sweetened cranberry drops to put in his water and just some shit like that. that that's going to help him cut some calories. But put it all in this, this like straight up email. Like this is exactly what you have to do. Like step by step, boom, 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 boom. And then he starts asking questions. And I'm like, the initial part of me wants to be like, read the fucking email, read the email I sent. Right. But then I'm like, all right, humans are valuable. I'm valuable. Just work with the guy. Okay, yeah, this is the way to do it. Oh, you weren't able to get those protein shakes. That's fine. You can go get these ones. Oh, you bought a, you know, Mars candy bar, protein bar. That's fine for today. It's not, you know, it's just little shit like that where I'm like, I'm like on or off. Like I, I have to be on the fucking plan step by step and not everybody's like that. So I'm really emotionally trying to work through allowing people to be human. Right. There's
1: just so much we can go on on that one, right? Yeah, wow.
0: But it's tough. It's tough because you know where you're at mentally, and then you project that on everyone else, and that's not fair to them. Yeah. But you have to consciously not do that, and that's that takes work.
1: Yeah, that that gets frustrating, and I think um, uh, years ago I was the, uh, I was a certified personal trainer, and I think that's why I got out of it because I would just get frustrated. Not only do I feel like I'm just here counting reps, but it's like, here's a plan, you know? Do you want it or not? And I think some people just want to say they're doing something to better themselves and they're just aimlessly doing it to be, you know, busy being busy. Yeah. And never reach that end goal. And it's just, you can't, I don't know, it's hard. I don't have the answers to how to reprogram people's lifestyles. I think it's, it's that individual who's just gotta want it. So what I'm trying to
0: do is I'm trying to get away from the black and white on and off mentality with other people, with myself, I still know that that's me and that's how I'm going to be always. Yeah. But with other people trying to get away from the on and off black and white and get more to a mentality of a little bit is better than nothing. A little bit more is better than a little bit. A lot is better than a little bit, right? Like progression. Yeah. Progressively investing yourself progressively investing the effort progressively investing the time and then hopefully as you as they start to see more changes and start to see more improvement they're able to do more and then more and then more and then more and then one day they're like oh shit i'm pretty much following this step by step and yeah. i feel great and i look great
1: yeah I think that's where it comes. Where people have to decide if they want big results, you have to make big changes. Yeah, I mean, if you want little or a lot results, of little changes, so yeah, little changes over, like, do over time. Yeah, little
0: changes over time do add up.
1: Yep. So um, we'll
0: see. He's only a week in, so he's going to be dealing with cramps and shit because he's going from eating, you know, uh, fried chicken from the gas station for lunch every day to like chicken and rice and vegetables every day for lunch. So he'll, he'll deal with some cramps because as, as your body starts to get rid of all that extra inflammation and all that extra held calories and, or held glucose and stuff, and you're in a little bit of a calorie deficit, your mu- it takes your muscles a while to get used to um, the amount of water that they're holding because they're holding a lot less water. Yeah. And that's what I also have to tell people, like, just so you know, that first like two to four percent of body weight that you lose is just water. So, sure. like, don't expect it to go that fast forever.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's a big change getting out of that deep fried uh, liquid flavor and all that salt that's dumped on there. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm like a pile of onion rings myself, yeah. but it's the after effect. That- and and
0: the thing is, is, and and what I told him and what I've told all the other guys that I've worked with is, like, you can get back to a point where you can do that once in a while. Do that once a week. Yeah. You know, but first we need to get everything else fixed. I don't right. even want them working out right away. I want them concentrating on good sleep and good habits. And then once you build the good habits, you're eating the good food, then you can start working out. Yeah. Then you can worry about all of that. But don't worry about that right now because as your body adjusts to being in a calorie deficit, you're going to be fucking tired. Yeah. So get used to that
1: first. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, emotionally this week, it uh, started out kind of tough. And yeah, no, I don't know if we're going to get into that um, in our podcast today. So, I mean, you know, PTSD is a something that lingers. You know, I felt like I've overcome, you know, 90 some percent of it over the years and, you know, sometimes it comes back. I mean, those are experiences in life that, you know, you're in it and it touches you back pretty hard. And, uh, you know, seeing a buddy of mine that lives not too far now, um, he's been to the VA and man, he got the Ziploc bag of goodies and he's just been a zombie he's not even the same person anymore um he's been cleaning up afterwards but you can just tell he's not himself anymore i don't know that he'll ever be i mean it just seems like he's just chemically not there um but it's good to see i mean he's up he's moving around he's he's working out you know definitely a whole different person Uh, but for me mentally it's just uh yeah it affects how you sleep you know sometimes you things come back in your mind at night and I think the um, the emotional ups that's really helped is uh, I reached out you know to my mom it's kind of cool because it's a good story where I haven't seen my mom for since I was six or seven and then I went to visit her sorry for the first time a couple of years ago and just having conversations with her um, it's you know maybe for me it's just because there's so many years I you know didn't have a mother and with her it's just having little conversations are just sends my emotions like through the roof it's like this you know watching your fuel cell get recharged and uh just talking about when i was a little kid and uh and just saying yeah you know you know i love your mom and she loves you back it's just crazy so
0: i don't know how to explain
1: all that no, but it's just I, uh,
0: and i i think i think a lot of what you're probably experiencing is what a lot of people experience by going to a therapist is you're talking about stuff with someone that does not have any skin in the game. Right? Like it's not someone that you're gonna see every day. It's not someone, I mean, a mother's love is very much like uh what's the word for it? Where where it has no like boundaries, right? Like it's on Whatever. I can't fucking words are hard. Um, I haven't eaten yet today. So <laughs> um but it, she doesn't have she's not going to pass any judgment on you by the things that you're saying which i think that there aren't that many people in our lives that we have that kind of open conversation with where it is completely open and and non-judgmental and i think that that's the type of conversation that you do get that kind of really really positive emotional benefit from just getting shit out there and i think that's where a lot of therapists really do make a a lot of their gains is just being a uninformed not uninformed because they know what they're doing but uninformed about the life yeah non-judgmental outside party that you can talk to
1: yeah and there's just that, that added uh you know that mother's love is just uh It's phenomenal. Unconditional. That was the word. Yeah. And there's just something about, you know, calling some of your mom. Yeah. You know, mom. Yeah. Yeah. That I just can't explain, but it's just the coolest thing in the world. But
0: yeah. And it's awesome that you appreciate that so much, probably even more because you didn't have it for so long. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I used to, you know, and for our listeners, I mean, yeah, there's little things that you do when you struggle that maybe you don't tell people, but man, I, I struggled for many years. And I remember going to just going to a mall, not to shop, but to sit on one of those benches and watch all these mothers with their little kids. And I was just like, I would just observe it. I, would, I could sit there for hours and observe, you know, mothers with their uh, sons and picking them up or the son walks in front of her, open, you know, opens up his arms and she picks him up and carries them around. And it was just like this heartwarming visual and that was like a drug for me for so many years and uh you know when know by the time I met my mother again unfortunately I was like you know yeah late 40s I'm like towering over her you nearly know, like crushing her but um but still there's just it doesn't matter I mean I still feel like this big kid when I talk to her and you yeah know, she still talks to me like I'm this little boy and I love it so the takeaway from this part of the conversation is call your fucking mom yeah call your right? mom and you know what? I, I messaged her a few days ago based on a conversation of, you know what? If when you're sitting on the shitter, text five people. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I could text my mom every day. Yep. So. Sometimes so. multiple times a day if your diet was a little off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, uh, but yeah, I messaged her today and we had an awesome, you know, back and forth. So it's just call your mom. So deep dive today. Stress. Do you want to
0: kind of tee it up, kind of set up why we got into this stress conversation? I think that that's probably the best way to introduce this topic is is to really, kind of kind of put it out there for for not not everybody's going to be able to gain from it, but really how it started.
1: Yeah, it really started, um, you know, dealing with some first responders who, you know, when you have stress, it's you know part of it's internalized, but uh, a lot of it is affecting the people around you, and uh, first responders have there's a lot of external stresses that have to get processed and they bring it home and it affects their relationships and that's that's a problem that is growing rapidly and something that needs to be you know figured out um as to how to handle it from day to day because it's splitting people up yeah um tearing people apart and uh suicides yeah you know i've spoken to groups um on suicides that are happening at all levels ages, all kinds of uh, demographics. So it's how do we deal with that? How much does PTSD play in that? Um, You know, I hate using that word because it's just become such a label for everything.
0: It it, it is, but it also makes sense, right? Like if you go through something that's extreme and then you feel emotions of that later with memories, that is PTSD. Like it, it is, it happens and there's different levels of it. But I think everybody has a little bit of it as you right. go through experiences, if you don't, if you never went through any experiences, you never have it, but you also wouldn't be a fucking human being, yeah. right? Like you would just be a blob sitting on a couch like
1: that. Eh. Yeah. I mean, where do you draw that line where, you know, I mean, you have first responders with that level of stress, you know, military, um, dealing with PTSD coming back and processing that To, You know, now you have people that have, you know, you know, constant anxiety. Yeah. You know? at what point, you know, do these people need help or is it a discipline issue? Is it a chemical issue? I mean, there's a lot of variables. There is a
0: lot of variables. And, and, and I think one of the issues here with this podcast is going to be to try to give high spot suggestions that have an overarching ability to help without getting into the detailed specifics, because everybody's case is going to be so much different. But I will say, um, to get the science out of the way there's, there's a, there's two things really that I, that I want to get out with the science of stress a, what's the best way to say this? We all, we all think that stress is harmful, right? Right. Right. S- stress we is harmful. Agree with that, yeah. Stress is harmful. All right. Here. I, I've got a, I've got a laundry list here of things that stress does physically to your body. Muscle tension causes fatigue and body aches. Elevated blood pressure, elevated blood sugar, the fight or flight Mechanism means an elevated heart rate, an energy flood to the system. This cr- chronically in this state is expected to cause heart disease, increased risk of stroke, and high blood sugar. GI of issues because the vagus nerve is connected from your brain to your stomach, um, which is how you get the knot in your stomach. Skin ailments like acne, psoriasis, eczema, damaged immune system, insomnia, fatigue. Okay, so this is this is a list when you start Damn. to look up the negative issues of stress. Okay, so here's where science comes in. And this one really, this one hit me in the face. 30,000 Americans were studied for eight years. They were asked, do you feel a, have you felt a minimum amount of stress lately? Have you felt a moderate amount of stress lately? And have you felt a maximum or an extreme amount of stress lately? Okay. Then they were asked one more question. Do you believe that stress is harmful for your health? And then they tracked these people for eight years. They regularly asked them this question, and then they used public death records to see who died. Okay? Cool. The high stress group was 40% more likely to die over the eight years tracked. Jeez. Right? That's 40%. That's a big deal. Here's the fucking kicker. Here's what opened my eyes to this entire thing. Only the high stress group that also answered, yes, I believe that stress is harmful for my health. The high stress group that answered no to that question had zero elevated death over the average of the entire study. Well, wow. So it's our perception of stress that is causing the negative impact.
1: Well, so it's how we process. It's that how we stress. perceive,
0: how we process and how we handle that stress. If we look at stress because every everything that causes growth is stress. Lifting weights is stress. Learning new things is stressful. It's this dealing with emotional issues at work, but dealing with them is stressful. Like all this shit is stress, but if you are perceiving it as negative, it is affecting you that much more now part of that comes to do with the difference between controllable stress so something that stresses you that you have control over versus something that stresses you that you don't have any control over so that right there is an issue if if, if something is is stressing you but you have the ability to adapt or to change or to improve or even perceive the ability right so I'll use myself for an example. If I feel stress at work, and I'm extremely stressed, and I look at that stress and go, I have to do this for another 30 fucking years. I can't do anything about it because this stress is part of why they pay me, right? That's negative. But if I change my perception on that stress to I get paid, This much more than the average individual because I deal with this shit. If I don't want to deal with it, I can go get a non-stressful job and make fucking 20 bucks an hour and I'll be fine. My family will still live. But if I change that perception, it changes how the stress physically affects my body. It allows my muscles to relax the tension and it changes it from the way that the woman that I heard explain, and it changes it in an, in an MRI, a functional MRI. It changes the heart and the brain activity from looking like you're fighting to looking like you're joyful. Just that difference in perception of the stress. So that And that's not going to work with every situation. That's what I meant by the beginning of this right. is like... It
1: works in controllable stress It works situations.
0: in controllable stress or even perceivable stress. Like if you can change the perception of how your stress is.
1: Yeah.
0: The other scientific thing I want to get out of the way is that when you start to look into the studies that they are using to say that stress is harmful, the majority of those studies actually only look at, social stress so it's a majority is people that lost their job right they lost their career the thing that gives a meaning to wake up in the morning yeah they lost a spouse or they got a separation which is basically similar to losing a spouse right so those are all social things that make you lose yeah part of who you saw yourself as these they didn't really they don't really study Normal everyday stress.
1: Sometimes separation is relief from stress. One
0: hundred percent. But but so like the issue there is is all right. So let's say thirty years ago they started studying stress. They only study that kind of stress because that's the kind of stress that you can actually physically manage. Right? Not manage. That's not the right word. But you can say this person lost a spouse. This person lost a job. You can put them in a column of high stress. You can't really put the day to day worker in a column of high stress because you're going to have days that are stressful. You're going to have tasks that are stressful. You're going to have days that aren't and tasks that aren't. So, just for the ease of studying, they started studying this kind of stress. Well, then they see that there's a physical, a negative physical reaction to this kind of stress. Okay. And then they start pushing this stuff out to medical literature. Medical literature is how. Our psychiatrists, psychologists, family doctors. That's how all these people learn and then implement things into their practice. So we went from hard work, push to overcome, the challenge that you face every day is what makes you the epic, amazing human being that you are to. Calm down, slow down, relax, try to find comfort. This stress is killing you, man. You gotta just chill, love people, right? And so we, because of because of how they studied stress, that then went to how they teach about stress. And then that went from how the doctors in all different angles talk to us about stress. And as an entire nation, We completely changed from put in a hard day's work, bust ass, earn your downtime, to I just want to be comfortable, bro.
1: I just want to relax. But The more comfortable you get, that level, that set point of discipline, that set point of that, quote, pain threshold, just that lowers. And then all of a sudden you become intolerant of everything. And And all
0: you're looking to do is relax.
1: Yeah, so then the level of stress, is it really stress?
0: No. Well, so everything is stress, right? But is it—is it really detrimental stress? Only right. if you're perceiving it that way. Right. So with those two steps out of the way, just to realize that stress isn't necessarily bad. That was the biggest thing that I wanted to get out with that yeah. fucking 15-minute diatribe or whatever stress. that was. Even uncontrollable stress is not necessarily negative if you are perceiving it in a positive way, okay? So let's talk specifically first responders, that that entire group, right? So I, I tried to really break it down and think of what are the things that are causing the stress in that group of people? And I came up with a few like schedules, right? A completely erratic schedule for most of them. Right. So the problem with an erratic schedule, I, is you're not able to do anything habitually. You're not able to do your normal, all right, gym 6 a.m., go home, shower, go to work at eight, come home, hang out with the family from five, like nothing is habitual. So everything has to be, you have to think about everything. So you're using a lot more mental capacity just to get through a day-to-day. It's also affecting your sleep for a lot of them. The lack of sleep drastically affects your your ability to process stuff the next day so it's it's kind of a, a catch 22 or, or a rolling circle right? right um what else do you think causes stress specifically in that group
1: well i mean if we roll the level of trauma you know and that's the, the thing i feel for our law enforcement officers and the um in fire right now is i mean they're it's different than a deployment And there's nothing that it's not trying to, you know, play down deployments. But, you know, they're hitting that almost every night, depending on, you know, what geolocation they're sitting in. Imagine if you are a police officer in Chicago right now. I mean, you're hitting that all the time. And, you know, it's, it's very hard to articulate what goes on behind the scenes and how that affects, you know, your mind. I mean, we can, you know, psychologically describe it. But you know, all I can describe, I mean, some of the, the worst memories that you know I can relate to is, I mean, when you see a child, and I've heard that from a lot of the guys too, is like a death of a child versus a death of an adult it doesn't play down the death of an adult. But there's just something seeing an innocent child that gets either, you know that's killed, that's beheaded, that's mutilated, um, that it's it's a forever snapshot in your head. And it just it reaches. And touches you in the worst moments. And um, a lot of these first responders, I think you guys can um, relate is it hits you in the middle of the night. And that is the worst part. And that's where the suicides, I think, um, stem from. Because, I mean, you know that. I mean, as a civilian in life, you wake up in the middle of the night from what? A lot of civilians wake up in the middle of the night because their mind's racing. Yep. Because they're worried about what? their job. Whatever. The yeah,
0: sometimes it's nothing, but your mind is just racing. Yeah.
1: And for, you know, people that are dealing with trauma or PTSD. I mean, there's snapshots that come through your mind and all of a sudden it'll just start shuffling like a Rolodex and you can't just turn that off and it'll almost drive you crazy because worst part is when you're alone and the room is quiet and it's freaking pitch black out and you can't sleep. Then all of a sudden it just, You kind of like ruminate in it. And the more you sit in it, the more it gets worse until, you know, you just, you got to get up and you got to do something else.
0: Yeah, and so that's what I was going to say. One step that that I've come across in in my research with that specific scenario is you have to get out of the spot that you're in. So exit the bedroom, go to another room, turn a dim light on and start reading something. Because if you're, if it's 1230 at night, or 1 in the morning and you start reading that's going to calm your brain it could be harry potter i don't i, don't, I really it really doesn't matter what yeah. it does is it gives your brain if you say don't think about goats on the side of a mountain what do you think about fucking goats on the side of the mountain right so what it does is it gives your mind something else to think about
1: yeah and
0: then that settles everything down it calms your your physical body it calms your fight or flight it lets your hormones kind of go back to where they need to be to be at a zero point. And then it, you start to get tired again. Yeah. And then as you get tired, you can fall back asleep. You can go back to the bedroom. You can fall asleep. But that's one big step that, I've, that I came across is getting out of the specific place that you're in instead of saying, I'm just going to deal with it until I fall asleep. Well, guess what?
1: That's not going to no, work. You can't. It just, yeah, it gets worse and before, you know what I mean? I've sat there and laid there nights and it's like hours, literally. I mean, you wake up at 2 in the morning and you lay there till 5, 5.30 and finally you're just, you know what? I just got to get up. And by that time, your your whole day is just shot. So maybe maybe after
0: listening to this podcast, setting, setting up a, a, all right, if I'm up for more than a half an hour, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I've got a book next to the, you know, next to the end table in the living room. I'm going to get up. I'm going to turn a light. You don't turn a fucking bright ass light on. That's just going to wake you up more. I'm going to turn a light reading light on and I'm going to read, you know, this specific non, you know, descript, whatever book that's going to take my mind off of it. And I don't know about you, but if I'm reading at one in the morning, I'm going to get tired no matter what my mind was doing. I might, it might not be for a chapter or two, but I'm going to get tired.
1: Right. And I think that's, yeah, that's one definitely healthy option. I know blue light is an issue, but, you know, I've, I've learned also I'll get up and I'll do work or I'll pay a couple bills. And for some reason, by paying those couple of bills, I feel like, oh, you know, I've accomplished, you something. accomplished something. You kind of like simmer down and then you go to bed and I fall asleep again. Yeah. Um, you know, for those, I mean. Don't get up and sit on your fucking phone. No. That is going to help anything. No. I, I've gotten up and played Brawl Stars and realized that uh, that's not a Yeah, that's not that doesn't help, does it? <laughs> also my heart rate goes up and yeah. I'm ready to like reach out and you yeah. know knock knock that person's ass out that some fucking uh, from, seven, from some
0: 7-year-old that's st- that has been up all night <laughs> yeah. is legitimately just talking shit and you're like ah
1: Yeah, everybody on the other side of the world they're playing at that time and you're just yeah, yeah. you just want to reach out and crush somebody but you know, for those uh, first responders, I mean if you have if you have spouses, you know, have them listen um, to what we're talking about because that seems to be a big gap right now, and that seems to be a big gap that you know I'm talking with some people with is if that spouse doesn't understand, you know, there has to be a point where you got to be able to sit down like we talk about in a relationship. Yep. You know, you have to be, be able to trust and communicate because they need to know what's going on at night because you know what they could be the best solution for that. I mean, if, if you're married to somebody, known to somebody that is that has that stress, has that PTSD, you know, realize that, you know what, it could be two in the morning. Um, it makes a huge difference if you get up with them. It's so comforting. Um, but yeah, if, if you just ignore it, I mean, it's just you're just bottling it up to you know, explode at a different time.
0: Yeah, the communication is so important. Yeah. another another thing that I think that comes with that entire group of people more than the average human being but it still it covers everybody is the lack of appreciation right like that's getting worse and worse and worse with especially police but police fire oh yeah anybody in that in that level is like the lack of appreciation and I, I the perception of your of your meaning in your work, right? Like, and this is where it comes to kind of help, um, to help the everyday the everyday person, even if like, let's say you're an everyday line worker, right? And you feel, feel stressed as shit because you're dealing with a difficult boss or whatever. If you are able to find the meaning in that work, and I don't necessarily mean the meaning of putting the widget together. I mean the meaning of why are you there? Why are you there? What are you there for? Yes, you're there to put a widget together, but that's not really what you're there for. You don't wake up every day and go, I'm ready to put a widget together. You are there to provide for your family. You are there to put food in your kid's mouth. You're there to keep a roof over their head. If you are a police or a fire, you are there to... Your meaning is so much easier to find. You're there to save people. You are there to protect people and serve the community. And... If you are constantly reminding yourself of your meaning in your work, even if you're the the guy putting the widget together, that's a little bit different, like I said, because your meaning is more personal and helping your family, saving money for your kid's future, whatever whatever gets you motivated and inspired. It's so much easier to deal with the negatives that come along with it because the negatives are just why they're paying you to be there. If it was fun, they wouldn't fucking pay you to be there. That's
1: why it's called work,
0: right? That's why it's called work. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that you get comfortable and don't look for something that can also provide for your family and give you some better better emotional meaning, some better spiritual meaning, some more help towards society. We need everybody to put widgets together, but we also need cops and firefighters, and we need teachers and we need doctors. We need there's a different place for everybody, and everybody is what makes the fucking world go round it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to make $250,000 a year because the science has already shown that over around $70,000 a year, you always settle back to your regular level of happiness when you're comfortable. When, you are at a, when you're at a comfortable place where you're not worried about how you're going to put food in your kid's mouth and how you're going to pay bills, then after that, you settle right back to where your happiness level was. And that science yeah. is pretty dead on. Like, they've, they've studied that for a while.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, as we talk about stress and you talk about, you know, the people in, in service, you're talking about the hot doctors and nurses and police officers and, and fire department. Um, I remember veterans and guys that are deployed out. And I remember, um, you know, for those of you know guys that know, uh, Chris Kyle, there's something that he said that I think, you know, when the American Sniper movie, his actions alluded to, I mean, it was a great representation, but he had mentioned in a conversation that, you know, there's a lot of people that come up and say, you know, thank you for your service. I mean, that includes, you know, doctors and nurses now, but they're under a lot of stress and the best thing you can do isn't as, as a friend, as a neighbor, isn't to, um, say, you know, thank you for your service. Um, you know, you gotta go the the next step. And the next step is, you know what, maybe mow their lawn. You know, because for those guys with busy schedules, yeah, even an hour, you know, hour and a half mowing lawn, adds some stress. Sometimes not or knowing that you don't have to do that on a Saturday on your day off, or, you know, for Leo's out there, sometimes your Mondays and Tuesdays are day off. Knowing that you don't have to do that, that you have a day that has a little bit of opening in it, makes a huge difference. And just knowing that people appreciate to that level uh, makes a huge difference, even to the spouses. So, you know, babysit their kids, send them on a date night. Yeah. Um, There's just so many little things you can do, you know, as a community to help uh, alleviate some of the stress and, you know, alleviate, you know, these suicides that are happening right now. You know, just a little bit of help. The the suicide thing is
0: is interesting to me because you have to get to a point where you are experiencing so much pain inside to do that. To to quit. Right. To quit. Like to just throw in the towel and be like, I can't fucking do this anymore like you have to be experiencing so much pain if you're around anybody you don't want them to ever get to the, even close to that point if that's a 10 let's say you you, you want to step in and you want to you want to help them talk to them at a fuck at a 6 or a 5 but as as men we're so weird with what we talk about, we have surface level conversations, right? But we're like so scared or, or taught as we're growing up, not to have like deep emotional conversations that then we go by people and we don't actually invest ourselves. But if you take five minutes to invest yourself and just really, really talk to somebody, just knowing that there's somebody out there that cares enough to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Deeper than, Oh, how was work today, Bill? You know, like deeper, man, you look a little tired. You doing okay. Yeah. Is there anything, is there anything you want to get off your mind, man? Like I'm here,
1: I'm a, I'm an open ear. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, uh, what you're talking about is being available. And you know, that's the other thing with the, the middle of the night, you know, I mean, being a friend that, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, sometimes you got to make that call and talk to somebody. Because sometimes that quietness, even if you're reading a book or online or trying to shop on Amazon or something to get your mind off, you know, sometimes you just got to talk to somebody. And, you know, I just think every guy should have, a, you know, a circle of guys on their phone contact list that they know they can call at any time of the night. You know, what, they're going to be a little tired, obviously, and give you some shit for it. But, um, but at least you can talk it through. You're making
0: so, me feel real guilty for turning my phone off when I go to bed. Oh, shit. I didn't think I'm that, definitely but... not
1: that friend. <laughs> what are you going to do with your kids? You know, get an emergency. while
0: Fucking wife right next to me. Her phone's on.
1: <laughs> oh, her phone's on. Yeah, you can call her. She can wake me up. All right. Post your number at the uh, podcast. Yeah, call, right. Call Paul's yeah, wife. That seems like a great gonna... idea, doesn't it? <laughs> but, <laughs> um, um...
0: but no, I agree. I agree. And it's just we're, we're so fucking scared to talk about emotions with other men. So It's so dumb.
1: Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, for you guys struggling out there and you don't know where to start, I mean, honestly, you know, call me, you know, or DM me, it would get my contact info. You know, I've been through it and, you know, more than willing to be that year, you know, if you guys end up in a bad spot. So it just, yeah, just try to keep people uh, on this planet right now. Um, and in, in my
0: actionable steps, one of the steps is men actually respond better to friend support than women when they actually study who responds more positively to friend support. Men respond more, more which you would think it's the other way around, but men yeah. actually, real friend support, respond better. Um, And, and this one, everybody's going to fucking hate this one, but realistically, everything that you get into for processing stress comes to mindfulness. It comes to giving yourself that... That time gap in between the emotion and the process. And you have to create that, that, that gap, that millisecond, two millisecond, 10 millisecond gap, so that you can actually take the emotion and then process it in a positive way. And the only way to do that is with mindfulness. And if you haven't, like if you haven't listened to the mindfulness meditation podcast, it's it's not a hippie fucking Buddha meditation. It's legitimately teaching yourself to control your mental state, to give you that millisecond lag so that when something happens or when you're on your way home from work and you're fucking fired up and you're pissed off, it it, it pulls you out of your own mind and makes you look at yourself and go, is this how I want my kids to remember me coming home from work? No, it's fucking not. And it kicks okay. yourself in your own ass. Or goddamn, when I get home, I gotta mow the lawn. Like you just said, right? I gotta mow the lawn. Fuck, I don't wanna mow the fucking lawn. Well, guess what? You gotta fucking lawn to mow. You don't live in a fucking you don't you don't live in a, a 20 per 20 apartment shitty complex with no lawn to mow where you your kids have a yard to play in. Yeah change the perception. But the only way you can change the perception is with mindfulness and you have to practice mindfulness. That's an exercise. That's a fucking bicep curl. It's a bench press. You have to practice mindfulness to build up that gap for you to actually be able to change how you perceive things.
1: No, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you have to, you control that situation, you know, um, especially when it's uh, a controllable uh, stress.
0: Yeah. And and even if it's uncontrollable stress, you control how you perceive that stress. Right? Like difficult people at work. Everybody deals with that. Right. Everybody oh, deals yeah. with difficult people. Like yeah. we, we all have them. It, it they're they're just they're the downers. They're the negative. They're the they're the person that, that drains the fucking energy out of the room <laughs> when they come in. And we all know those people. If you don't know those people, you're the fucking person. So look in the mirror. But right, like that's an uncontrollable stressor. It is. Yeah. And and if you're if you're working every single day and Eight hours of your day is dealing with that fucking person. Maybe they're maybe they're your boss, right? That's I know somebody really close to me that's in that situation. It's me. It's
1: me. Um, <laughs> that they're your mind sucks. Yes, and they're, your body and they're
0: your boss. And they're your boss. What you can control is how you perceive that person. And if you go from if you go from I hate that person. I don't even want to see them in a day, Two. I feel really bad for that person because they're that damaged, that they're in that negative of a mood all the time. They don't know how to emotionally control themselves. I'm sure they hate their lives because nobody wants to be around them. It doesn't, it doesn't change anything, but what it does change is how you perceive that person. And when it changes how you perceive that person, it makes it a lot easier to deal with their bullshit. Yeah. Because something caused them to be like that.
1: If you're in a situation, yeah, that you cannot avoid them. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I'm for avoid toxic people like the plague. A
0: hundred percent. But realistically, sometimes that's just not realistic. Right. Right? It's just not. You, you want it to be. Yeah. But sometimes it's not. And if it's not, everybody was a little baby once. That one helps me a lot. Everybody was an innocent little baby. Bald headed, spitting up, shitting in their pants, little baby. And somewhere then, along
1: the line they got fucked up.
0: And then somewhere along the line they got really fucked up.
1: Yeah. You know it's. Yeah, there's nothing more energizing. There's just uh, there's a handful of people that you know that, just being around them, makes your freaking day. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, you know you just need more of those people.
0: More of those people. Try to be the. One. Try to be that per- that
1: person. Yeah.
0: You know what you know what people love? I was talking to my kid. Well, this is totally off stre- off stress topic, kind of, but to be that to be that person. No, people like to talk <laughs> about themselves. People like to tell you about themselves. Ask them. Ask them questions. Ask everybody questions. Be be truly interested in people. What makes them tick? What makes them what makes them think? What what why do they do the things they do on the weekend? What do they like to do on the weekend? Just talk yeah. to people.
1: Yep. That's why I don't go into the group of dudes and just, you know, vomit knowledge on them. Just vomit knowledge. Ask them questions about themselves and boom, you're you're good for 45 minutes. It it is funny.
0: It's funny when you start to when you start to actually think about, right? So like, oh, that person was really cool. Right. And you, you think about this in your past. You're like, that person was really cool. What do you know about them? I don't know. What do I know about them? I just talked they just asked about me the whole time. And that's why I think they were cool, right? Like that—that that, it's a bit—it's a big positive, like a like a a big personality person, a, a a a big you know ever knowing CEO, not a douchebag, but like the really the guy that everybody wants to be around. Like he's not the fucking—he's not the the quarterback that talks about himself all the time. He's the guy that that gets to know everybody. He's the yeah. guy that wants to know everything about everybody, and he really truly does want to know. And that's the guy we're like, oh, he's really cool.
1: Yeah. That's why. That's why. Is that why the in the gym? There's always the uh, the massive dude, and then they got you know basically a little little munchkin tagging along, trying to you know just lift the bar. Is that just to make that one dude feel better? Is it? No, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that dude's doing. He just he's trying to look,
0: he's trying to get bigger by osmosis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember, like Garfield used to sleep with the books under his pillow so he could get, you know, smarter, get smarter by osmosis. <laughs> oh, I just see
1: enough memes of those.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah so actionable steps really the first biggest step for for processing stress is is mindfulness you have to get into a mindfulness practice you have to build that delay in between action and reaction so that you can perceive whatever happened to you whatever mood you're in whatever you were just told whatever's going on whatever it is you have to have that that lag for you to think about it pull yourself out look at yourself and go all right, well, we can do this this way. We can improve this this way. We can handle it this way. Oh, I yeah. I I I'm blessed to be in this situation. So that's first step. Um and then you have to really start concentrating on on how you perceive your stress. Um Yeah, your job might suck. Might really suck. It might be really, really shitty. You might deal with bad people every day. You might have piss poor management that has no idea what you deal with. But you can handle that now. It's feeding your family. It's keeping a roof over your head. It's giving you health insurance. And you can improve that by looking around. You can change your situation. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're the one to make that change. Yep. But you got to initiate it. Yep. You know, I think a lot of people get stuck in that hole of uh, complaining. Yeah. You know, and sometimes some people just have to find something to complain about, you know, and that's sad that negative person that you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, you're in control of that. Yep. That's what I heard, I think, with uh, – I was listening to some diet blurb, I think, on YouTube this week. It was like uh, the comedian saying, hey, that uh, – guess what? I didn't put that cookie in your mouth. So – you know, you're the product of the decisions you make. Yeah. Um, find your group,
0: right? Like you talked about. Have people that you go to. Have somebody. Build the relationships with with friends, especially men out there. Build the relationships with friends where you can have those conversations. Because if, if you and I are, are, are acquaintances, right, and, and we know each other from the gym, we've never really hung out outside the gym, and you call me and you start spilling your emotional guts to me, I'm gonna listen. I am, and I'm gonna to try to help you out. But it's gonna be a lot less awkward if we had a relationship built before that happens. Right. <laughs> so build those relationships. Ask people to go grab a coffee. Go grab a drink. Yeah. What, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Let Let me know next time. Next time you go hiking, let me know. I'll come with. Yeah. I've never fished before, but fuck, I'll try it.
1: Yeah. I mean, even if you don't know the guys uh, that well, I mean, it's it's cr- use the squared away uh, infrastructure. I mean, literally, it's just a text or a call saying, hey, buddy, you squared away. Yeah. And then uh, if they don't know what it is, then hey, we've well, got gives other- you something to talk about. That's right.
0: Um, and teach your body to stress better. So we haven't touched no matter how much we talk about fucking gym and nutrition in this fucking podcast. We haven't touched on that with stress at all. And I think that it, it's great stress relief. I think we need to. We really do. Because. The difference. <laughs> this, is, this is how I'm gonna explain it, right? All right. This is this is an over 18 podcast anyway, so I can use this explanation. Oh. Oh. Men, think about this right now. Just think about it. Put yourself in this situation. You are having intercourse. What are what are you willing to do? If you are you're in that, you're you're rocked up, you're ready to go, you are heated up. You're basically willing to do about fucking anything. You got a few limits, but you're, you're like, yeah, whatever you want. Fucking strawberries <laughs> out of your ear holes. I don't care, babe. Let's go. Right? And then you finish. <laughs> the f- speed in which your mindset changes is faster than anything in the fucking world. Because the minute that those hormones change, your mind goes to totally different places.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Right? Like, it, that's the best way to explain this is, is yeah. that extreme mindset change. All right. What causes that extreme mindset change is hormones. You, you had a bunch of elevated sexual hormones. You ejaculated. Those elevated sexual hormones go through the floor. And you're back to a a level place. My explanation of that comes to this. You are pissed off. You're angry. You've had an awful day. Okay? You can go home. You can try to deal with it. You can be a dick. You can probably damage relationships in your household. Or you can get 15 minutes of extreme exertion. I don't care what it is. It's sprints, it's swimming, it's an exercise bike, it's burpees, it's jumping rope. It needs to be extreme. Just going to the gym and doing bicep curls and some bench presses and sitting on a bench doesn't, it's not going to affect this, but I'm talking extreme exertion. I told you this morning I had to do cardio, right? I had to do cardio because if I don't do cardio, I'm a fucking cranky asshole for the day. So what did I do? I fucking rode 200 calories and then I sprinted on stairs for 15 minutes. And you know what I felt like after I left there? Like I was just floating on a cloud. (laughs) Right? Extreme exertion will use up all those hormones the same way that sex does. And then all those hormones go back to a level state and you look at the sky and you go, all right, I'll be all right. (laughs) <laughs> and then you can go home. I'm not, I, I, you don't need an hour. I don't need a fucking hour of your time at all. I need 15 minutes, but it's not a pussy 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes hard. 15 minutes hard in the paint where you're on the ground going, all right, all right, all right, I'm good. And then give yourself five minutes <laughs> after that and you're fucking set.
1: Surprised you went there because I thought you were actually cutting off and saying 15 minutes, you got to, you know, basically. No,
0: no, you it's can do that too. You a- can do that too. I don't, I, I've never, so where this going? I don't think I've ever used that for specific stress relief. I don't think. You don't think? No, I don't think so. I don't think I've been like, oh, I'm fucking angry. I got to do this. No, no, definitely not. Better go test it out. Yeah, right. Confirm next time. Oh, and I got pissed off. I got to get pissed off first. But, um, but no, for real, like that extreme physical exertion mm-hmm. and for everybody that extreme is going to be different for somebody it might be running balls to the walls for fucking 15 minutes for somebody. It might legitimately be 50 burpees, right? But 50 burpees, you'll feel it. You'll feel it after about 20. You're like, Oh my God, these suck.
1: Yeah. No, I hear you. And right when you
0: think you're going to quit, go 10% further. Yep. That will help you deal with any extremely stressful situation. Yeah. The other thing is nutrition because go back two or three podcasts ago, four maybe. I don't even I don't know even know where we're at now. But the link between inflammation and anxiety and inflammation and depression. And if you can hack your diet to reduce your inflammation as much as possible, you are going to deal with a lot less anxiety. You're going to deal with a lot less depression. You're going to deal with a lot less mood swings.
1: Yeah. Well, the benefits of eating eating healthy is uh, phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you feel very, I mean, you feel really good. Yeah. You're not bloated. You're not feeling like a slug. You're not tired from the the shitty meal the day before. Energetic, confident. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And then caffeine. You know why caffeine works? Caffeine works because it stimulates all your fight or flight hormones. Yeah. So if you're constantly overcaffeinated, if you're work, if you're a shift worker, right? You're you're a fucking cop. You're a shift worker. You're drinking a Bang energy drink or a fucking Science energy drink or whatever
1: it I'm is. You need eight cups of coffee. Two today. or three
0: times a night, right? You're you're seven hundred, eight hundred milligrams of caffeine deep. You are in a constant, chronic state of
1: fight or flight. Yeah. That's damaging to your body. What's caffeine and alcohol it does damage your testosterone. Yeah. It brings your test levels down. Yep. So if you don't want to be a pussy, then, you know, cut back in your coffee and uh, coffee and
0: booze. So I think that we've covered a ton of things. I'm sure there's a million different issues that we didn't cover, but I think physical exertion, cleaning up your diet, mindfulness. Once you have the mindfulness, being able to change your perception of your stress and then learning how to learning how to. Find the meaning in your work, whether it's the meaning in the work or the meaning in what the work does for your family. And I think that those yeah. are some big steps that are going to help a lot.
1: Yeah. And for the, you know, the group I was referring to, I mean, it's, you got to be able to talk about your, oh yeah, talk about the trauma, talk about, you know, what you're dealing with. You know, I know so many people that, you know, weren't, even, weren't in the service or aren't in first respond that have gone through traumatic things in their life, you know, family members, uh suicides and uh family members that you know killed in car accidents yeah. or you know uh child abuse you know i mean i've had to deal with a lot of things my father father uh, abused chemicals based on you know he was self-medicating and you know he was physically abusive uh, not in a sexual way but you know yeah he beat the crap out of us and uh you know, that's stuff that you have to learn to process. It never goes away, but you have to learn to process it and you have to be able to talk about it. So, you know, we could get in a whole lot more podcasts on that, but yeah, just, you know, like I said, feel free to reach out. You guys, I mean, I'm there to help, you know, I'm going through it myself and if you guys are, just have somebody to talk to. Yeah
0: cool I think we covered as much as we're going to get covered today everybody hope you have an awesome week Um, should start uploading video podcasts soon to YouTube if you're one of the people that likes to watch podcasts so watch our ugly mugs watch our ugly mugs
1: cut cut